0: All right, and welcome to the second episode of the Couch Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ben and Mez. Guys, let's dive right in. First on the board, let's talk about the recent Super Bowl that took place between the Rams and the New England Patriots. Ben, what are your thoughts on the game?
1: It was an okay game.
0: Um, Not a lot of points scored, obviously.
1: Um, Pretty boring, but, you know... Patriots came out on top, and that's what I wanted. So I was pretty happy about it. Had the prop bets to keep us entertained a little bit. But overall, you know, it wasn't too exciting to watch. New England and Atlanta was the last one I really was entertained by.
0: Yeah, as far as uh, excitement levels for the game, it really was not a very uh, fun game to watch. Um, Honestly, I didn't even tune in until after halftime. I was considering tuning in earlier, uh, I checked the score off my phone and saw it was three to zero, and felt like I had better things to do.
1: Wow, dude, do that's un-American.
0: I was uh, probably just a little bit bitter personally because the Rams used to be my hometown, St. Louis Rams, and they abandoned us to, again to relocate back to L.A. So I think I, I was just a little sour. And then when your other option is uh, the Patriots, it, it kind of feels like you're in between a rock and a hard place.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I thought it was pretty boring as well. There wasn't, especially the first half, when there was no scoring, 0-0. Or or was it 3-0?
0: 3-0 at halftime. 3-0 at halftime?
2: Okay, yeah. All right, so one field goal. But, yeah, I just, the entertainment value was not there for me. Um, Even towards the end, it just was anticlimactic. Like, just Patriots won as they should, right? And they kind of just fizzled the game away with running the ball and – I don't know. There just wasn't much going on. Like the yeah, Rams just looked it, it just looked too big. For, like Jared Goff looked like the moment was way too big for him. Yeah,
1: there was never a belief that the Rams were going to win that. I there was not one second of that game where I mean, I guess when it was 0-0, when you know, there wasn't any points. But I never felt like the Rams did anything to make me feel like they were going to go out and win that game.
2: And it was the highest uh, over-under in history of of the Super Bowl, the, the point spread was, which obviously they the Vegas guys got that pretty wrong. But everyone was expecting a high-scoring game, you know, a lot of points, a lot of action, things going on, and they obviously – nothing, not even close.
1: Well, what so, happened to Sean McVay being this, like, offensive guru?
2: Yeah, <laughs> didn't happen. Well, he I got
0: out-coached really, really hard. It, you can be any kind of offensive guru I, you want in the NFL, but I think Bill Belichick is the defensive guru, so to speak. Bill, Bill Belichick, I think, is definitely one of the greatest coaches the NFL has ever had. And the greatest. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. and Tom Brady, you know, greatest of all time, I think, without a doubt, after that win. It's really hard. I, I don't know how you'd even start to make an argument for any other quarterback.
1: Yeah, I feel like the once he won the Atlanta Super Bowl or the Super Bowl against Atlanta. That's when people already called him the goat when he had like four. But after when he came back against Atlanta, that's when everybody really jumped on board. And then like at this point, it's just like everybody knows he's the goat, and he's just like adding on.
2: Yeah, my thing with Tom Brady is I I respect the hell out of the dude, but you have I just to. yeah you have to right. I mean, greatness is greatness, you know. I'm since, I'm kind of the same thing with LeBron. Like I respect the heck out of LeBron. Do I like him? No, but I respect him. Same thing with Tom Brady. I mean, he, he, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but do I have to like the dude? No. just the way, I don't know. It's, he just rubs me the wrong way for whatever reason, but, I mean, I, I do.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. I don't think everybody is necessarily a fan of Tom Brady, but I think that the just straight haters who don't have any respect for Tom Brady are out of their gourd a little bit. If he was on your team, I think you would be absolutely ecstatic about him too you know, the same way the New England fan base is. Yeah.
2: I think more people are, like, upset, not just at Tom Brady, but just at the Patriots organization, especially because of all the their scandals and stuff that has happened in the past. It's just people hate greatness. Like, even, I mean, people hate the Warriors. I mean, they just don't like to see the same people same teams win it over and over and over and over because it's you know
1: yeah i it's kind of weird now because i forget what show i was watching it might have even been clay travis but he was talking about like back when like jordan was winning everything like there wasn't really that hater mentality that there is now with teams winning all the time like he's he was saying that you know everybody liked mj and was pulling for him to win and i don't know i guess social media and stuff might have changed that climate but If a team wins consistently, everybody's going to hate on them, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, the uh, consistent winning definitely, I think, kind of puts a damper on the general view of the Patriots as a team. But it's it's a real shame because they're everything that you'd want as far as stability in an organization. That being said... Julian Edelman, another player on the team, I think is a prime example of that. I think uh, following the Super Bowl, uh, one of the things he said was that he just thinks of himself as a system guy. And it's like, how many receivers in the NFL would even say something like that? I think that alludes a lot to just like his character and knowing the success and the stability that being in the Patriots organization presents.
1: Yeah, I, I love Julian Edelman. He's just one of those guys that's always going to get done, especially in the playoffs. And he He's a guy that Tom Brady trusts, and he's really the only thing the Patriots had wide receiver-wise. Um, they had Gronk, but other than that, like nobody else receiving really did anything. And he's just a guy that goes out there and plays hard and plays also well. uses PEDs. Yeah, but he served his suspension. Oh. And, you know. Co- somebody cover them.
2: I don't know. I, I just feel like the Patriots have s- just so many players that are very similar. They, they were trying to put forward a, a – basically, they were trying to tell themselves that they were the underdog. They, they had played the underdog card the whole playoffs, which, I mean, in recent memory, I mean, how many Super Bowls have they won? And they're trying to play the underdog card. Like, Well, that's
1: that- because everybody was counting them out against the Chiefs, and then they ran with it, and then it just became a thing. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think they need to, needed to play the underdog card, but that was just because – because, you know, everybody was saying the Chiefs are going to beat them. Or everybody in the national media was anyways. But, yeah, I, I agree. They didn't really need to play it. But, hey, it worked out for him, I guess.
2: Yeah, just with Edelman. I mean, he's he's a great player. And testament to him. I mean, he was a quarterback coming out of, I think, Kent's, Kent State. I don't know if he had ever played wide receiver in his life before. But, I mean, hard work, dedication can, you know. And, I mean, he had talent, obviously. Definitely put in the time to become a a great wide receiver and it, it definitely shows but i don't know something something about the dude how do, i just i don't know if it was the it was even before the pd suspension he just kind of i don't know you don't think he's very likable i i do not well
0: no. did have did you see that he went on ellen and uh shaved his beard yeah. for like 10 grand to charity i was just about to say that yeah yeah so i mean same thing with like what uh, he got against charity jordan you, you can dislike the Patriots simply on the fact that they're not your team. I think that's totally fair. But, again, the players on that team, when you look at them, like Tom, the Tom Brady documentary, Tom vs. Time, that came out last year, they're really actually the types of people that you would want on your team and your organizations. You know, they're, they're stand-up guys, which I, I think says a lot. And that's not easy to do when you do have national criticism of people who just don't like the way that you roll.
1: Yeah, and then and they've proven if they don't fit with the team, then they ship them off. And they're good with their guys and that's how they roll. Well
0: uh, yeah, and it'll be extremely interesting to see what the Patriots do and I mean, especially the Chiefs this off season moving forward. Speaking of off seasons, uh I think there have been a few moves in the MLS. Ben Maz, you guys have any thoughts or takes on that? Well, I mean, the biggest one for me, obviously, is Icapara uh,
1: going to Minnesota United, former MLS Defender of the Year and uh, one of our major parts of our back line. Well, uh, we shipped them off for around a milli, I think, but I'm fine with it, just because, you know, I. I trust Peter Vermees and what he's doing. And it seems like he's had really good luck at shipping guys off at the right time. Dom Dwyer comes to mind there. And I think we'll be all right in the back line. We've still got, you know, Beesler, Milia at goalkeeper. Uh, Fontas is the guy we brought in last year. He didn't really play a whole lot, but, uh, you know, he's supposed to be pretty good. And then is uh, solid, and so is Cessanovic. And maybe throwing Jimmy Merganda back in there at left back. So I'm fine with the move overall, so... What, what do you think about that Jordan I definitely agree so
2: with I he was he's just he was inconsistent to the point where he had his great games and in other games he just looked lost not lost but he just looked like an athletic guy that was just getting bailed out by either Tim Ilya or Beasley. like there there's no doubt the dude had talent and he what that two years ago is when he won MLS defender of the year he didn't win it last year the year before yeah
1: it was not last year but the year before that yeah he
2: and he had a very very good year that year and the, the the main thing was that he stayed healthy right like previous years he had a tore i think torn acl had a, a back issue he dude just could not stay healthy i think he was a top 5 pick coming out of college and had a lot of promise but just injuries derailed the early part of his career and he finally kind of you know stayed healthy stayed the course and turned out to be a, a pretty damn good pro but i i agree i mean he's i think he's 30 31 29 somewhere in that in that range and for him to stay healthy you know, the whole year you gotta you gotta capitalize when someone's offering that kind of money and i i, I had read that the, the reason that we had got so much is that Cincinnati, that the new team had paid a pretty good price for another center back. I don't r- recall the guy's name, but they kind of set the market price. And so we got a pretty, pretty good offer from Minnesota and Peter couldn't turn it down. So
1: yeah, I agree. Ike was always one of those guys where he was great, but they always had his moments where you're like, what are you doing?
2: Right. It almost was like mental lapses. Yeah. You know, like he just would get caught in two different mindsets and that would allow a defender to get behind him or misplay a ball or something, something just that a more consistent player wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, another big one was Miguel Almirón to
1: Newcastle for 27 million. My thoughts on this is good for Atlanta United.
2: Uh, I it's think good for MLS too. Not, well. I mean, because it, and the reason why I say that is the MLS was always looked at as a retirement league. Yeah. And now you have not only Miguel Almirón, but younger players are like Tyler Adams moving from New York Red Bulls straight to RB Leipzig. And he's already starting, I think, three of the four matches that he's, I mean, I just think it's good for MLS just because other big time European teams are actually looking and scouting and looking at talent in the MLS because I don't think they've previously ever done that.
0: Well, I think, I think it's great for MLS just to have this many significant trades moving around because, you know, whenever Sporting KC was the Wizards, if you want to refer to them that way, free agency and players moving around did not matter. You know, it, soccer, soccer was different in America even seven, eight years ago. And I think it says a lot just how the MLS has tried and made giant strides in rebranding itself and making it more of a marketable sport in the U.S.
1: Yeah, and I get what you guys are saying, but at the same time I also kind of want to see these guys like you know the stars to stay in the MLS just for the fact that you know it makes the league overall better to have those players but I get if you're a young player I mean this isn't the top tier competition in the entire world so I get them going to Europe and other clubs to gain experience and play against the the best of the best last one last big one was uh, Sebastian Giovinco Toronto FC star and he really made a huge impact in this league when he came in and he's been really great it's ever since coming into the league and apparently just talks with him and management at Toronto FC broke down they shipped him off to I don't even know some Saudi club I don't even know how to say their name for like two to three million transfer fee um and juvinko posts on Instagram how he really wanted to stay but management basically just dropped the ball and he basically called him out for caring more about like petty stuff than wanting to win at all costs so that that was a little bit interesting and I'm sad to see him go because he was a fun player to watch and now I'm probably never gonna hear of him again because he's in the Saudi league
2: yeah i didn't hear about the instagram post but yeah i mean toronto kind of had to make a decision to the point where they didn't think he was worth what he was asking for and they weren't willing to pay that amount of money and he was on the last year of his deal so he's either get something now or we'll let him walk for essentially free well he,
1: he said in his instagram post that he would have taken less money to stay in toronto but they still couldn't get, like, a
2: deal done, I guess. I don't see – I mean, players say that all the time. I I don't know. I would have – only the management and Juvinko know that.
0: Uh, I mean, you wish him the best and, you know, all the best to Al-Hilal or whatever – however the uh, <laughs> correct pronunciation <laughs> of that about team rising. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that
1: no, – That sounded pretty good.
0: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if if that floats your boat instead of playing in Toronto, then, you know – All the more power to you. Another huge trade kind of switching gears that took place, if we go over to the NBA, would be... Kristaps porzingis going to the dallas mavericks i initially was really thrown off by that trade didn't see it coming the knicks had kind of seemed to have made peace and formed a bridge with porzingis since uh, the debacle at the nba draft the night he was selected there was a lot of booing i remember and since then porzingis has kind of blossomed into a star even gotten a nickname in new york so it was kind of interesting to see him leave
2: yeah i didn't see that trade coming either but I I absolutely love it for the Mavericks.
0: Yeah, I think it's phenomenal for the Mavericks because they had, now have Przingis and Luka Doncic to build around, and I think that also opens the door for Dirk to stay there until he's fifty if he wants. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, Dirk's about done. But uh, yeah, Luca Luca's a
1: bad bad dude.
2: Yeah, and I don't think anybody obviously they they knew about him. He's like a top three. I think he was the third overall pick. Yeah,
0: so obviously teams knew about him but he was I, he was not the number one sought after person which was kind of interesting considering his resume i think he'd won mvp in the euro league i mean over there he was basically hailed as a prodigy that they had never seen before but whenever players come from the euro league into the nba there's always a little bit of hesitation just because there have been stars that did not pan out But yeah i think perzingis in dallas is a phenomenal fit um i thought it was interesting to hear that there were tensions surrounding Prazingis, his brother, and I guess the New York Knicks organization. His brother's his agent, and apparently they wanted the Knicks to do more for them, to cater more to their needs. So I thought I thought that was just interesting, because that's not really the type of player or person that I had Prazingis in my mind made out to be. I think he had shown that for a while. Yeah, it, may, I mean, it could have been that I just kind of put that on the back burner in my mind and yeah. like had forgotten about it, but it definitely seemed like it was a real problem to the Knicks.
2: Yeah, I... I, I had heard that there was some, some stuff going on. Obviously, I didn't think it was that serious. And I I thought I had heard at one point he even wanted to be traded. I, I could be wrong. But there there was definitely... I mean,
0: the, the Knicks are so dysfunctional.
2: Like, they don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that, that much I think is been true for a number of years. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if they actually land anybody in the offseason this year. Another big free agent, Anthony Davis, did not end up getting traded at the deadline. Thought that was kind of interesting, mainly just in the fact that we're even talking about it. He had another year left on his deal with the Pelicans. So honestly, these kinds of talks and these kinds of situations to the media, I have no idea why you would ever want that to come forward a year before your contract is up for anything. It'd be cool if he would have been traded to the lakers but the pelicans realize that they don't have to do that they don't have to deal with la because this isn't like the 80s or 90s every nba team is a market
1: yeah i mean i don't i think the pelicans are stupid for not if that trade was like legit if the reports of that trade were, were legit or they're offering like half their team and
2: like i think it was lonzo kuzma josh hart brandon ingram and i think a first round pick yeah yeah
1: Why would you not take that if you know Anthony Davis is not going to stay with you anyways? But I don't know why you want to take that. I think the thing about
2: the NBA is the stars, like, legit matter. If you're a top five player in the NBA, you can almost carry a team like LeBron has for the past 10 years. And so players like that don't come around often. And I I mean, that'd be the only thing. But if he doesn't want to be there, his contract's about up. I mean, you got to get anything possible for the guy. So, at the same time, you know, it, it, it would have been a way different if he had still been under contract for the next five years – you know, you can then the ball's in your court and you can kind of dictate what you want and all of that. But since, you know, he only has one more year left, time's running out for the Pelicans to get something for him before he just up and walks
0: like he said he's going to. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see how all that pans out in the off season, or if anything does going into next season. The NBA All-Star weekend will be taking place this week. I'm excited about it. Some news from that that came out would be just the draft that itself. Itself there was a little bit of controversy with LeBron and Giannis as they were making their picks. I believe there was some a trade between Giannis and LeBron. For Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. And Giannis joked around and accused LeBron of tampering for doing that. And that alludes to just Magic Johnson offering to hang out with Ben Simmons and basically teach him basketball lore, which the Philadelphia Sixers were wiser to and understood that that clearly was just a ploy by Magic and the Lakers to get Ben Simmons there, which would be awesome for the Lakers. Ultimately, I don't I don't know if the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs this year. I hope they do. I think the eight seed. Is a little a little optimistic. Yeah, I don't know the the Lakers.
1: What are they? Aren't they under five hundred? Aren't they like thirty eight and thirty nine? I think I just think, barely. Yeah, and that's like the first time LeBron's been under five hundred. But at LeBron's been out now; since he's his back.
2: Rookie year. No, I mean it didn't we, help that LeBron had been out for. Almost a month. Yeah, I think he had missed. He missed twenty games. Yeah. Yeah. The my thing with stint. the NBA
1: is like the Warriors are going to the finals, hundred percent. Like, yeah. That's why the NBA is not a thing for me because the Warriors are going to be in the finals and then in the East probably Philly or Boston. It's just, I mean, it's so predictable that I I can't get into it. Maybe if maybe if we had a team in Kansas City, I would. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it, it makes a difference that we don't have a team in Kansas City, and that's something that I definitely would like to see down the road. Moving on to another subject. I watched my first ever episode of The Bachelor this week. In case any of you are wondering, The Bachelor is on season 23, episode six. So I'm 26. I just watched my first ever episode. I didn't totally hate it. I was kind of surprised by that. I initially thought I was going to just well, appalled by it. By first episode, you mean first season? First season, first episode. It, there were a lot of firsts with it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, something I've watched for probably the last four bachelors, maybe.
2: I don't know. I I find it entertaining. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've I think I've I've watched it the past two or three. Yeah, I kind of got into it. You might
1: be the first. All-male podcasts to talk about this?
0: I can't maybe can't verify that, but, you know. There's a chance. There's a chance we're the first. But, hey, I'm, I'm good with it. So, a lot of firsts in this segment. Moving right along. So, most recently, they visited Vietnam. So, mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting destination. For those of you who don't watch the show, Bachelor, always, it seems like they take a trip somewhere, and there are, like, events with the guy or girl who is featured on the season. So uh, the guy this year is uh, Colton. Colton has a, how many girls are left? I think 10 maybe? Uh, no, no, there's less, less than, than that. Less than 10 now? I think there's like eight
2: or seven. Yeah. Eight or seven. See, he has eight. to get down to four by next week. Is that correct? Hometowns is only four girls.
0: I'm or, not sure. Yeah, hometowns is only four, but I think hometowns is the week after. A lot yeah. of the cuts have been kind of surprising and have felt kind of fast.
1: Well, this last round of, of girls going home, like, was exactly who I thought I was going to go. I mean, did you I'm, think I'm they would
0: leave the way they did? No,
2: I. Demi caught me off guard, and I I should have saw it coming. Honest, honestly, I should have saw that coming, but for whatever reason, I did not. I did not see that. Coming.
0: Well, we knew Demi was gonna go eventually. I, oh, did not, she I wasn't didn't winning. see Demi going this week either. That that threw me for a curve as well. But the way it
2: happened, like she was gonna go, you know, over and talk with Colton and try and seduce him or whatever. However, that so whatever apparent, she like doing. they made it seem like she was gonna go over there and
1: seduce him, but that they just chopped it up to make it seem like that. She tweeted that out. I, I follow okay. her on Twitter, but okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew she was going home eventually, but, uh, she put it all out there and he didn't feel the same way, so let her go. And I don't even remember the other two chicks' names that went.
2: It was Sydney. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney, the the dancer, and then I think the other one was named Taylor. No. No.
0: Was it Nicole? God. (laughs) Uh, let me, here, let me just look it up. Look it up real fast. Thought it was Nicole.
1: Well, yeah. But, anyways. Yeah, we knew that, uh... What was the
0: dancer girl's name? Sydney. Sydney. Sydney.
1: I knew she wasn't going anywhere, so that didn't really
0: surprise me at I was all. surprised that Sydney had made it as long as she had, because I just never really got the vibe that her and Colton ever really hung out. I also thought it was kind of interesting how some of these girls, like, you'll notice that Colton does not kiss. What? You, like, in the one-on-ones, like, he'll talk to them for a little bit, and then there's some of them he'll make out with for a little bit. And then there's others where he's just like, Yeah, I'm glad we talked. Like, I'll see you later. And it's like, Okay, Colton. Well, apparently that one girl hasn't kissed
1: anybody in her life until Colton on The Bachelor, which is crazy. That's BS.
2: <laughs> I do not believe that for a single second.
1: Okay, we're scrolling through here.
2: I'll bet I'll bet good money her name is Taylor. It's Katie, dude.
0: Katie, crap. <laughs> so Katie went home. I did not like Katie. Did you guys? like I mean, she Katie? didn't. She I just, didn't even think she got much airtime. Like she I was didn't even. Whiny. Don't she kind of
1: blended in for me.
0: Yep. Kerpa is a uh, wild card. Kerpa is actually my favorite. I don't think that she's necessarily going to win, but right. like as far as. If she's, I cool. could pick anybody on the Bachelor. I would pick Kerpa hands down.
2: I think she's really cool. Especially, she actually got airtime this at last episode. And I, I will say, she's a lot. And I, I didn't know her, but she's better than I thought she'd be. I guess I don't, she's you know?
0: super chill and like she's beautiful. And I mean, I honestly like if you're looking to like actually get engaged to somebody, I think Kerpa is like the way to go.
1: Well, I mean, this is like the first time she got airtime
0: all season, basically. They I didn't explain didn't her, her chin injury either. That ticked me off. Oh, <laughs> <I Yeah>, know. <laughs> there's a 30-second YouTube video. 30-second YouTube video. And she's basically just says, I was on the beach. I was taking fi- pictures. I fell. They took me to the hospital. I had to get stitches. It's like, definitely feel like that was worth putting in the episode. But no. So we just had to stare at her with a Band-Aid for the whole entire episode. And it threw me off because it's like maybe she's just gonna go home maybe it's not not a big deal to colton i don't know
1: yeah i mean for me cassie would be the front runner but judging by the previews it looks like she might right. be leaving
2: i that was and, and okay i was gonna ask you this ben because you are way better at predicting and like you've seen you've seen the show longer so you know how what things go on okay was that just set up because you are, are they trying to like throw you off the path you know what I'm saying? To the point where they didn't show her. They didn't show her in any of the other previews. Well, the only time they showed her was in the back of a car crying.
1: Yeah, they could definitely be. I mean, they they edit everything to make it look more dramatic. Right. Um but she, you was you I mean, rarely see anybody in the back of a car though, unless they're like going home. But then again, I don't know why they would spoil that. Why would they spoil that? Where she's like going home already,
2: right? They, I've never seen them do so maybe, that. in the in the yeah, show, I don't know. Maybe
1: they're maybe that was her like a uh, hometown date or something, and it didn't go well, and then she was like left crying in the back or something. I don't know, but I, I think she's a front runner. We all already know Hannah B's going to hometowns because he showed it, which. Not a yeah. fan of her. Uh, Kaylin, she's, for me, is definitely going.
2: Yeah. I think she's top two. Who? Kaylin.
1: Kaylin. Uh, Miss South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, lot to, is, there's uh, a lot to like about yeah. Kaylin.
0: And then Hannah G., obviously. Does anyone Which, else think that Hannah G looks like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde? Like Reese Witherspoon? Yes. But <laughs> like in Legally Blonde. Like, I think she looks like. A clone of re, like she does, kind of. Yeah, it looks like the doppelganger. She's got that, like L. Woods. Never seen it. Every time I see her on this show, I'm like, there's L.
1: And uh, Jordan saw her on a website on, yeah, a it's website Southern Marsh. Yeah, She's I a was model. just
0: scrolling through
2: Instagram or yeah, Instagram or Facebook, and I've so- I've shopped at Southern Marsh, so somehow it tracks my phone, you know. Different topic for a different day. What do
0: they have on Southern Marsh? Like Elwood's fan gear? Or, um, <laughs> southern stuff. Southern Elwood's yes. fan like, gear. Like pullovers and, yeah, you know. Yeah. Something Elwood wear. Sam, you would like it. There's a duck. Okay. Logo. I may have to check so, it out. D- yeah.
1: So just to recap, I think we can all agree. Hannah G, Final Four. Hannah yes. B, because we saw it. Yes. Um, Kalen.
2: So, okay, who,
1: who's it down to? Who So, Kerpa's left. So, Kerpa's left. Kalen's left. Heather is left. Oh, the long haired girl. That hasn't kissed anybody besides Colton. What's her, is her name? Heather. 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 She, I Both of the Hannahs. Cassie. Okay. And then. Uh,
0: um, and you forgot Tasha. Yeah, Tasha. Tasha. Oh. I'd like for Tasha to go. Tasha. So what about anyone be, so, so,
2: I think. T- oh, that's tough. Ooh. I
0: don't know. I forgot about Tasha because he really seems like her. Yeah, he does. Tasha wants to always get the details on what Colton's feeling though and that irritates me. She's the only one that does that. Like everyone else will go into their one-on-one and they're like Colton how's it going and then Tasha's like I need to know, know. how you feel.
2: Honestly, the, and this might be the wild card. So they they keep t- saying something about someone's not there for the right reasons, right? Who do you think that is? Well, and that maybe it's Cassie. There's maybe. always
1: somebody there for the wrong reasons.
2: Oh, of course, right. I mean, that's just. I mean, reality TV people try, want to be famous. Instagram,
1: whatever. Well, maybe Cassie goes home and Tasha makes it home. That's downs.
2: that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he thinks that
0: it's Cassie for whatever reason, or someone says something. I don't know. But didn't but didn't Tasha like whisper? So- she whispered something to another one of the girls. If she the did, end. I saw that at the end of the episode. And that made it seem like. He,
1: it was to she, Kerpo, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: She's going to out somebody. She's like, do you think we should spill the beans? I think she's outing somebody. And they're like, it's either now or never. So I think I, those two, I feel like, are almost safe. And the reason why we're talking about Ca- Cassie so much is Ben and I
2: were saying she's guaranteed like top three. Guaranteed? Just, just the way d- Dude, Colton said that he was crazy about her. While they're like Colt making out in bed, crazy about everything,
1: and they yeah, went to their own private island. It's yeah, it's okay.
0: Different. Yeah, I mean the one on ones. He did. He did have a good one on one with Cassie. Yeah, and just yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah.
1: So we got our top three with you know anybody. The, that fourth spot going to a few girls. Did you guys have any additional comments about it? About the, the I, Bachelor?
0: Just uh, I was more impressed with it and more entertained by it than i thought i would be it's great tv
1: it, i mean i'm a sucker yes. for
2: reality tv shows but i mean it's, it's definitely interesting to watch i've been trying to get our buddy daniel to watch it for a while and people just don't realize how entertaining it is
1: i will say and then it's, watching that as play a out. guy
2: i enjoy the bachelor
1: more for obvious reasons yeah That's it's crazy to watch bachelor in paradise also a good show all the old cast members get together and drink and stuff on an island or in Mexico. So it's just it's just entertaining, man. Let's talk about the Ted Bundy tapes a little bit. That's that's been a trending topic on Netflix. I've actually seen this one.
0: That's that's good. I I yeah, we we got missed to watch the documentary this week.
1: So uh what's your guys' uh, initial thoughts on Ted Bundy, psychopath?
2: I I uh, honestly after watching that, I can kind of see how the girls would like get manipulated by the guy because he's just that like not diabolical but he just the way he went about not only like tracking these girls but well, dude was just crazy
1: well he had that kind of like if you like they're normal in the guy yeah kinda, he, if you look yeah. at him you're like oh this is a normal dude like right. talks normally educated decent looking guy like you're never gonna think oh this guy's gonna Kidnap me and murder me. No,
0: and I think another significant thing regarding Ted Bundy is that the serial killing was not necessarily as well known at the time he was doing it. There were not profiles on people that did that kind of thing. I don't even know that there had been a known mass serial killer before.
1: Yeah, I don't think that term was even like coined yet at that time.
0: What's crazy is that if you don't understand the psychology behind it, you would not be looking for it, and that's what's so wild when it comes in regards to Ted Bundy. And I think that's that's one of the reasons he was able to escape is that the majority of the population assumed that anyone that was accused of those crimes once would have felt bad and would have been consigned to prison.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they ever thought. I think it took them, a, the law enforcement, a little bit to like realize that this was like the same dude like doing this. Instead of just, like, a one-off murder like they've been accustomed to. But it just blew my mind how, like, law enforcement was back then. Like, Ted Bundy could, like, get away just by, like, changing the part in his hair. Just be like,
2: oh, he's combing his hair to the left now. And they're like, who is this guy? That was one of my biggest takeaways was how clueless law enforcement was back in the 70s. Straight up. They, They left this serial killer alone in, what was it, a room? For like 20 minutes, no matter what, lock, chain the dude up, have a guard in oh, the yeah. room the whole time. Not they, they gave him enough time just to escape, and by the time they realized he- This was,
1: dude allegedly killed, at the time allegedly, what, the, yeah killed like 30 people, and they didn't have any sort of chains on them. It makes no sense. Well, that's that's the number they they
0: go with. The real you think one. think there's more? The real one, they think, is much higher.
1: We'll never know, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they put him in the room. Nobody's in there with him. He's not chained. And there's multiple windows. <laughs> and he just jumps out. And not only that, like it even took him forever to even get captured. Because law enforcement weren't sharing info over state lines. So he was down in what, like Florida? Florida. And he was driving the same car the whole time. That
2: bug or whatever. That Volkswagen bug. Well, he... So what, what had happened is he had stolen another one in Florida. That oh, one was did like, he? yeah, it wasn't the exact same car. He'd stole another car in Florida and I believe it was another bug. Yeah. it's but yeah, It's
1: been like two weeks since I've seen it. So it's not fresh in my mind. But right. yeah, he, but for like the main part of it, he was like driving the same car. All he was doing was like grown beards and like parting his hair differently. And they're like, who <laughs> is this guy? Well, <laughs> yeah. It, and he had like a fake ID. And it took them forever to get identified as Ted Bundy. And then once they do capture him, they let him freaking escape.
0: Yeah, i I thought it was very disturbing how law enforcement had not shared the information across state lines. That just blows my mind because nowadays we we don't even think about that because everything's on the internet and like everything is shared. So just the idea that you know months and you know years were going by that some of these states and counties were looking for the same person essentially and weren't helping each other i think is crazy
1: oh yeah like these days if there's a serial killer he's getting caught pretty quickly i would think yeah that just baffled me especially this so not only did he break out like jump out of the window he escaped from his what is prison cell by not eating and then like carving out a small square in the ceiling yeah and then going to a guards getting guards outfits or something. He got a guard's outfit and just walked out the front door.
0: Yeah, that sounded like something almost out of a cartoon. Yeah, it's that's like what I, I'm like. Wha- how does no one pick up on the fact that that's who that is? I didn't actually think that stuff like went
1: down. I thought that was just like movies where well, like, I, they escaped like that.
0: I, I certainly don't <laughs> think that's something that still goes down. Oh, I, no. I, no. <laughs> I Yeah, and again, I mean, we we say that, you know, why was law enforcement so stupid? I think a lot of it is just the naivety of everybody at that time no one was looking for those kinds of things
1: yeah that's true but th- yeah that was my biggest takeaway was just how stupid law enforcement was and how i mean ted bundy was i guess kind of a master and represented himself that was another word and like Part. i think he like denied it didn't he deny it to like the very end or like he never confessed did he or maybe i'm remember no no all. he
2: he he ended up confessing he finally? when he was on death row towards yeah towards the end of his i know the wife. the guy that
1: was like interviewing him kind of like took told him to talk in like a third person kind of yeah. like when oj wrote the book like if i had done it right like to where he's like he's telling the story how he did it but not technically he's talking about like in the third person well i would have done this and killed her this way blah, so blah.
2: yeah towards the end he started sharing more information he, i think he confessed to saying that he had killed all those women, but he, he didn't give out specific information on all of them. He had only shared that a couple of them had, he had, wherever the mountain he grew up, I, I remember this part, he, he grew up in a, on like a mountain plain as a child in, in Washington, and he had dumped a couple of the women's bodies there, but yeah, no, he, the dude, yeah, I mean, just your typical, psychopath that if you probably would have asked people how the mass shooters are nowadays they say oh he was you know just kind of like a normal guy and you know had had some weird kind of personality traits and stuff like that but they would have never thought that he would have he'd be capable of doing something like that
1: real quick another trending one on netflix uh was a. it's called abducted in plain sight i know jordan you haven't seen this but i still wanted to go over it real quick and sam you have seen this so yeah i thought chime in here
0: i definitely thought that that was uh, it was a lot to take in it was a very full documentary because there's it hits you from a variety of ways um it it involves the whole family that's that's the one main difference i think from like the ted bundy thing is it centers around just one family that was destroyed by this guy
1: yeah, that's probably the craziest documentary I've ever seen just from the fact like I was shocked and appalled by most of it. So basically, if if you haven't seen it, this guy was, uh, he was actually their neighbors. Of, he was, I forget the family's name because I watched it over a week ago now, but he was, the dude's name was, they called him B, Yeah. right? And he was neighbors with this family and they became like, Both of the families became friends, but he got really close to the daughters of this other family to where like they they uh, thought of him as like a second dad.
0: Yeah, he was almost like uh, sort of like it started out as like he was their babysitter and family friend and he was good with the kids and so, like, that, that was good for, like, the mom and the dad because, you know, it gave them someone that their kids could play with, something new and exciting in the family. But gradually, like, you hear the family members talk about some of the things that he was doing, and there are just giant red flags that come up. Yeah, they, like, let them take
1: her places, like, alone.
0: Construct a wall in their home. Like yeah, in the basement yeah, to separate. He made,
1: t- a, yeah, made a wall between her and her oh, sister.
0: Like that, that made me sick. And
1: like, yeah, just the craziest part was like he took her and then made up some like bullcrap story about how the aliens abducted him, abducted them. Sure. And then and then said like they had to complete the mission was which I guess was to him like having sex or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean he with had the, like a voice changer and all kinds of stuff.
1: Just oh. Yeah, he like I think he recorded it on, like, her tape recorder and then, like, played it back to her and, like, and made it sound like an alien.
0: She was, I forget, like, I think Jeez. she wasn't a teenager even, was she, when that happened?
1: No, she was. I think she was, like, 12, right? She a
0: very young, impressionable age to where, like, we hear aliens and if someone were to, like, kidnap us and say, like, oh, the aliens took us, like, we would shoot that down real fast. But a young kid, like, it's just twisted on a completely different level. Yeah,
1: and she believed it all the way up till she was, like, 16, I think. Well, I yeah. She was at summer camp, and some uh, boy got her ice cream, and then she was, like, freaking out, thought that the aliens were, like, going to kill her family because that's what this guy had told her. That's just, (laughs) that's freaking nuts. And then on top of that, once they get her back the first time, then he like seduces the mom and the dad and that, like yeah. hooks up with both of them. I was just like, "What? Yeah.
0: Like, is this real?" That that was just sad to hear, um, because it you know, and I think it says a lot that the parents were willing to come forward and talk about that, and that the whole family honestly was able to make that documentary because that those are some huge hurdles to get through. well
1: they denied it for so long they like let him go they signed that those papers or whatever saying yeah. he was like completely like they let him let their daughter go with him and whatnot so yeah i mean that was just a crazy crazy documentary and then it it ends with her writing the book
0: and confronting him in court and i
1: guess he had done this to other girls as well and basically just was a
0: huge pedophile yeah i mean an extremely creepy disturbing story um, and again i think it showcases just how naive society kind of was back then you know, and I'd, I'd yeah. like to think Everybody
1: trusted everybody, left their doors unlocked. Yeah. Like never thought anything bad was going to happen, and people back then, just guys like that just took advantage of it, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's it's a wild story for sure. You
1: guys should give it a watch if you haven't seen it yet. love def- the Ted Bunny tips and Abducted in Plain Sight. Very well Very made. Very good
0: documentaries. To kind of finish it up, uh, we could talk about uh, one of the newest games that has come out on PS4. I recently well, Sam it has came out on all platforms. All platforms not just PS4? No, dude. Xbox, PC. What about Switch? Um I don't think it's no? Switch has made it now. I could yeah, I could see it not being on Switch. But anyway, so Apex Legends is the name of the game. I experienced it for the first time actually last night. I was impressed. Um I love the game. I love it. It's better well, I don't I don't want to say it's better than Fortnite. It's more
1: entertaining than Fortnite right now just cuz Fortnite's been out forever. I'm just kind of it's getting old for me.
2: I've seen it's kind of overtaken on Twitch, which is It has. usually a good indicator it how had, well a game's Yeah, done. when
1: I checked the other day, it had like 350,000 viewers compared to like 100 and something for Fortnite. And it's really the only game the main streamers have been playing for a
0: week and a half now and it's just I don't know, it's really fun. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I had watched videos on it, and I thought that it kind of looked like Fortnite mixed with Call of Duty. And that initially, I was like, I don't know how fun that'll be. It's extremely fun. And I think a lot of what makes it fun are the aspects of the game that make it more like a Call of Duty game and less like Fortnite. There's no building involved, which makes it a lot easier to focus on the objective and getting kills and winning
1: yeah and if you're bad at building like i am it's very refreshing to not have to worry about building (laughs) and yeah it's just uh everything so far has been really smooth like the looting system's great it tells you what attachments work for what guns and if something doesn't if you are carrying something that you don't need it has like a red like uh red sign over it Saying that you don't need it, so you can drop it. And everything's color coded, and it's really nice. It kind of feels like Call of Duty. Um, I did play Call of Duty Blackout, and I was not a fan of it. So this game kind of this game is probably my favorite battle royale at the moment, hands
0: down. Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd have to agree with you on it being my favorite battle royale, but that's mainly because of the uh, big win that we experienced last night.
1: Oh yeah, dude, that was a that was a great time. I've been playing a lot with Jake, and uh, we've been getting some dubs. And uh, shout you, out and you finally uh joined in.
0: I joined in and I got the game winning kill.
1: You can Yeah, you did. You came out clutch. You uh you got you revived me. And then I think it was you and me versus uh, the last dude and I went to uh recharge my shields and get my health back up. And then right after I did that, I was running around the corner and then you had already finished him off and I was like, yeah, I saw oh, th- dang.
0: saw this guy running after Ben while he was fixing a shield so I chucked a nade and then I popped him a few times and then I, I don't really remember what happened after that you bl- I, blacked out I, dude. I, he
1: did black out <laughs> me and Jake were like what gun are you using
0: he's like I don't even know man I was so damn excited like definitely I don't know if I've ever won a battle royale game like that before like with the game winning kill so it was that, a big. that's moment. what I'm
1: saying dude like this game all you got it takes a few games to pick it up but like once you do I think it's a lot more fun. Like When I first started playing Fortnite, I wasn't getting wins every time I was playing.
0: Yeah, and I definitely never after playing. I mean, I've played lots of hours of Fortnite, and I have never had the confidence or been in a position where I feel like I could win the game. Yeah, no disrespect, Sam, but like I've never seen you do that in any Fortnite game.
2: Yeah, I (laughs) I didn't even know
0: you could in Fortnite. (laughs) Sam was busy
2: building a base in Fortnite.
0: I get I I like just building in Fortnite. If I could just build towers, that's what I would do. But you, you know have to called? take out the other team. It's called Minecraft. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. These are
1: too crazy uh, building Fortnite for me to keep up. Like every time I go try to one v one a guy, he just like builds on top of me. I'm just like crap. So yeah, this Apex has just been really fun and uh, refreshing. And uh, I'm probably gonna get on tonight.
0: Yeah, it's def- definitely a great up and coming game I'm excited to see what they do with it in the future Thank- Jordan
1: are you playing on uh playing apex at all
2: so uh,
0: I downloaded it played what
2: that one night like three or four games I think you me and uh Daniel played it yeah we did yeah shout out to Daniel um yeah no it was it was pretty fun I mean I'll definitely I'll definitely give it another try I've just kind of had a busier week and haven't played a ton. Of PS4, but I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely play it some more. I
1: mean, I highly recommend it. I mean, the game we played, I think we finished second place, but that was mostly because we were staying on the outside and yeah, not really engaging. I think in fights,
2: Daniel's kind of giving our position away with the smoke, smoke grenades and stuff that was going on. But I mean, I I thought we did had a pretty good showing. Um, Definitely, definitely a lot of room to improve. Yeah, man, it
1: it's a fresh game, you know, different characters. to pick from lots of unlocks different, yeah different strategies how you want to construct your squad so uh yeah th- i'm probably gonna get addicted
0: so looking forward to playing some more all right uh if any of you have any ideas or questions you'd like to send us email us at the at at gmail.com oh
1: we have a gmail now
0: we have a gmail that's thecouchpod at at gmail.com if you have anything you want to say to the show Feel free, and
1: uh, we will be on Apple Podcasts soon. We're just waiting for the confirmation. We are we are on Google Podcasts and a few more uh, streaming services, but uh, we'll let you guys know when to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Peace out.